New Zealand-based home renovation company, 6,593% ROAS. Sydney-based solar company, 2,700% ROAS. Hunter region-based bathroom renovation company, 5,616% ROAS. Melbourne-based building company, 13,182% return on ad spend. Adelaide-based solar company, 2,881% return on ad spend. Guys, the list goes on and on. If you are a trade-based business and you work with projects like roofing, solar, bathroom renovations, kitchen renovations, anything like that, head across to tradey.wiki forward slash pod for podcast. Tradey.wiki forward slash pod for podcast. Book in a conversation. It is game changing. It's no secret that as trade businesses, we exist in a competitive world that's full of noise. In this podcast, I'm going to show you how you can, first of all, stand out from your competition. Second of all, have better conversations with your clients and potential clients. And lastly, how to become outcome focused. Hello, listeners and viewers, and welcome back to the Sideshade Podcast. You're joining us today for episode 356. It's been a bit of a slog lately. We've had a lot of, um, I've taken a couple of uh, months off podcasting because we've been working on some huge things, some of which I want to touch on today. But primarily, the thing I want to talk about specifically is a dynamic which we have been both practicing and seeing, I suppose, from a customer perspective over at the agency, um, seeing the effects of this rolling out with clients of ours and people that are you know, newly coming board on uh, with us as clients. Uh, in the space of the way that you're presenting and the way that you are um, pitching, I suppose, your products or your services or whatever it might be towards existing or potential customers. Now, the title of this podcast is, are you outcome focused or are you service focused? And the premise behind this ties back to something we've been doing for a long time in copywriting, but um, in truth is kind of something we have been recently applying into towards strategy. And the reason it's been so powerful is because it's focusing on the actual outcome and the actual problem that we want to address, not just the specific services and solutions, that any one business may offer. And I want you guys to put this into perspective within your own organizations, because we've been seeing this for years and years, as I mentioned before, when it comes to things like copywriting. But um, from a strategic point of view, uh, this has just been an amazing leap and uh, it's just been such a formidable change within the direction of our entire organization. And it's really unique, and really um, identifying. And I really encourage you guys to take on board what I'm saying here because um, amongst many other things, this topic that we're going to cover today is going to help you stand out from your competitors. So, you know, again, the whole conversation within the marketing landscape for any business really, but specifically trade businesses is, are you really reaching, is your message getting across or are you creating noise? And what we're going to talk about today is how you can really separate yourself from doing a lot of that. Um, again, the other issue is, of course, actually getting to the bottom of the real issue, because very often in business, we're told a story and we're told a narrative by our customers, and it's not always the actual outcome that they need. It's something they may be familiar with. We see it a lot in the agency where it's people coming to us saying, yeah, we want a new website. And we go, okay, tell me why. And if you don't ask why, and I encourage you guys to ask why a lot, if you don't ask a lot of why questions, you get the answer they think 
of, of what they think is the problem when the reality is it's not. So yeah, we need a new website. Okay, why? Tell me more. If you don't ask that question, if you, you won't know that it's because they want more leads, in which case um, website probably won't address that problem. Uh, and they'll, you'll do a great job building this great website for someone and, and it won't achieve the outcome and they won't be happy. It's because you didn't ask the questions up front. And I remember seeing this issue years and years ago when I was plumbing and you go to a job and people call you out because there's sewer surcharging uh, at some part of their home and the you know you immediately presume and you go out there and they talk, talk to you on the phone they say hey look we need you to come out the sewer surcharging where it stopped and you go okay cool and you go out there and you fix the problem temporarily but then what you don't actually do is look deeper into the actual you know what the cause of that problem is and offer a solution you know potentially to that customer which can solve that problem permanently and these days, you know, it might be, you know, digging it up or it could be pipe relining or whatever it is. But the point I'm trying to make here is you kind of got to take the blinkers off in relation to what you currently do day to day in order to see through the fog. And it's really common um, as business owners for us to get caught up in that dynamic. And we're like, well, we're just so used to doing the thing. Uh, we're forgetting about the actual outcome that people, our customers specifically want and it doesn't necessarily have to be customers either you can you can parlay this back into you know how you communicate with your team and and how you run your day you know like one of the big things i've been trying to focus on massively here and, and shake up within my business is you know what is it we're actually focusing on here as the outcomes because otherwise if you don't have a specific goal in mind that ties to something that's bigger than the actual task you'll have a billion tasks to do every day and none of them really add up to the bigger picture so I've done podcasts in the past that speak to, you know, things like creating scorecards and, you know, um, goal setting and tying the activities that you do day to day to a bigger picture. This is kind of like that in the sense that, um, you know, we're not just going out there and doing the thing that we're told to do. We're actually diving deeper into the problem to ascertain what the real outcome is that customers want. Um, you know, some of you builders out there do a really good job of this. Um, some of you could do a much, I mean, in truth, we could all do a better job of it, but you know, when somebody comes to you and they're like, oh, we want to renovate our home. There's a lot of questions that has to be asked there to really get to the actual problem, uh, and what they want to address. And sometimes, you know, it might not be a case of, um, you know, we just want to, you know, upgrade the home because we need more space. Like there might be more to it. You know, you know, it could be because they want to sell or it could be because of a number of different reasons. But if you don't ask the question, if you don't ask the questions, then, you know, you, you never really know if you're on track. So, and that's the other thing we're going to get to is how to, how to frame up this conversation so you're defining a win. And that's really important because if you're in a situation where you're wanting feedback from a job done, um, it's important that you understand what done looks like. Now, um, that might seem obvious to you guys, well, the house is built or the drain's cleared, but it's not actually obvious because the drain might be cleared, but it might come back in two months or three months. So, you know, what is what does an actual win look like? And if you understand what that win looks like, it really puts you in a position there where you can go, okay, hang on, this is going to solve the problem temporarily, but it's not going to achieve the outcome. So what we're talking about here is really zooming out and making some more outcome focused decisions as opposed to what we do day to day which is typically the product based or folk or um or service based okay so i'm going to run you through a um i mean just scaling back a little bit a few months you know we, we decided to make a big shift within our, our marketing agency trading web guys 
to focus more on outcomes as opposed to services. And the reason we did that um, in, in truth is because we had a lot of clients that were getting amazing results uh, on paper for services like SEO and like, you know, ads and things like that, but they weren't getting the result. And some of these clients, they were ranking, you know, top positions, you know, in Sydney for, for plumbing related terms, but they weren't getting the actual outcome. And so it made me really go back and think about, okay, well, you know, this model is a little bit fractured and most of the marketing agencies out there are operating on a fractured model. And so I'm going to run you through a framework, which has kind of revolutionized the way that we operate within the organization. But I want you to, again, just to, to take this and figure out, okay, well, what are we currently doing within our business where we can shake this up? Now, I will say um, if you guys do want to, this, this process that we've been going through all starts, I suppose, with, like an identification procedure, which at our agency we've identified as, and we named the opportunity assessment. And it's so good that at the moment, and you, we probably heard it on one of the intros to this podcast, or if you didn't, you know, we're so confident in it that we actually, we're offering 500 bucks to anyone that goes through that process if we can't highlight where opportunities are. Like it's a no, it's a no brainer. Um, but anyway, that that's this ties back in as well to where we're going to go with this in a, in a future podcast, which is defining your offer and making it an absolute no brainer offer. Because so often when you you know you're running campaigns and you're doing things out there, it's so easy to slip into the track of doing what everyone else does, which again makes us sound like noise, right? So I'm going to run you through a bit of the, like the revolution and the process that we've been we've been through recently, um, and again we. The crux of it is we've taken the focus off any one individual product and service and we've put it onto um, the, the strategic side of the conversation. And by that, I mean, what's going to move the needle as a priority for the client now? And then we can look at what's going to happen down the track in order to do that. But for, for context, you know, if people come to us and they say, oh, we want this, this and this and this, you know, my, my conversation typically has been with them recently will look with respect i'll tell you when you need those things but at the moment you don't what you need right now is this and this that's going to help you move the needle and then once we get those results let's focus on these other things okay so that's been a great conversation people have been loving that because it's a breath of fresh air and i encourage you guys to think about how you can pitch yourselves and your businesses to potential um, customers or existing customers as well so that you can really work towards those outcomes now um there was a, there's a gentleman called um, Frank Kearns, and he has a process called Sandor. It's an acronym. Um, now, I'm not going to go too deep into that, but essentially, like, this is the journey that we've been going along is, okay, when we speak to someone, we've got to figure out what their actual problem is. Because when they come to you, like I say, they'll say, they'll say to us something like, we have poor leads. And we go, okay, cool. What's the outcome here? What are you wanting to achieve for, you know, for this? What's the objective? And they'll say, well, we want better quality leads. We'll go, okay, cool. So in most instances, when they come to us, they might say, we don't have any leads. But the very, very seldom have we found that that's actually the case. In most instances, the businesses that we speak to don't necessarily have a lead problem. They just got a quality problem. And they don't have a clear process around capturing those leads and putting them into some sort of you know, nurture sequence or some sort of retention campaign. Like there's a very common churn and burn mentality with marketing where people think they need more leads, but the reality is, you know, they get these leads and then they neglect them for the rest of their lives and they need new ones to replace those. So what we've found is there's a huge um, um, opportunity there for a lot of the businesses that we speak with 
where we can set them up on our CRM and we can re-engage some of their contacts and we can get formidable return on um, conversions as opposed to, you know, just running paid traffic campaigns. And that's just some perspective for you guys. And you're probably doing a lot of these things yourselves. You know, when you're speaking to people, you know, if they're coming to you for, you know, information on a certain product, you're probably just putting yourself in a price shopping situation instead of actually having a really comprehensive conversation around how you could, um, you know, work with that customer to provide a more holistic solution. The solution that we diagnose is you need better qualification process. That's certainly never um, in very, I can't think of a single instance where that has been a case where a customer has come to us and said, we need a better qualification. Normally it's like we need more leads, but then we're on a deeper dive, we figure out that, okay, they just need to qualify these leads better. So what is that going to actually look like? Now, this is key. And I mentioned this before, when you're working on something like this, it's important that you understand and you define what a win is. So if your customer's coming to you and they're like, well, you know, our sewer's surcharging, and you go, okay, cool, let's just stick the jetter down and clear it. That solves the problem temporarily. But if you were to say to them, what is the actual outcome here? And they say to you, we don't ever want sewer surcharging in our home ever again, period. And you go, okay, cool. So that there is a measurable outcome. You can say definitively if you've done that, you know, typically at the moment, your home, the sewer surcharge is here every three to four months. Would it be fair to say that in 12 months time, if we have no sewer surcharging in your home, would we consider that a win? And if they say yes, then that's your actual answer. So then you can design the solution to resolve that problem and get that answer. And it's done or it's not done. And that's really important that you have a numbers that define whether something is done or it's not done. You don't want vagueness. You want specificity when it comes to these things. So off the back of that, you can develop the action that's going to that's going to resolve that problem. And that will obviously change and it will rely heavily on your expertise within your industry. But say, for example, you know, a client came to us and we defined, okay, well, as a win, if you're currently closing 30% of your proposals, what if we could help you close, move that to 60%? Would you consider that a win? And they might say, yes, definitely. Or they'd say, no, I mean, we would even consider 40 or 50% a win. We go, okay, cool. Let's start there. By the way, it doesn't have to be a destination because you can always move the needle as you go. But the point I'm trying to make is you've got to have direction. You've got to know whether you're on track to winning something or not. So, you know, the, the action could be, okay, we need to, to develop a lead qualification process, which in this instance could involve a number of different steps. In truth, none of those steps, the client really is, is really that important to the client because they're focused on the outcome, right? So whatever, you've got, whatever you have to do in between there in order to achieve that outcome, you go and do it. But the client doesn't care which nozzle you use on your Jetta. The client doesn't care which bolted trap screw you've got to unscrew. The client doesn't care you know, what camera you're gonna use. They don't care, they just want the outcome, right? So off the back of that, then you need to assess, okay, well, what assets have we got that can help achieve this goal? You know, in this instance, well, if the client's, is the client set up on our CRM? Maybe they are, maybe they aren't. If they're not, we set them up, simple. Um, and what's the priority on this? So you always got to put a priority on it because you want to know, well, is this like a now thing or a next thing or a later thing, you know? So if a client's like, yeah, yeah, I mean, if they've got a block drain, it's going to be a now thing. There's no question. But then if you are like trying to sell them into, you know, like a, a permanent fix, like maybe it's pipe relining, that could be a next thing. So the, the now thing is let's get the drain fixed. Let's get the problem resolved immediately, the Band-Aid solution. And the next thing is, let's stop this from ever happening again. 
okay? And whatever that looks like, again, relining, digging it up, whatever it might be, right? So the um, so for you guys out there, you know, when, you, when you're going through this process with your customers, um, of course, you don't necessarily have to follow the exact pattern that I've spoken about here, but I'm trying to communicate to you the importance of finding out what the actual problems are and diving deeper and deeper until you get to that problem because very rarely are they going to tell you or very rarely will what they tell you be the actual story. But what I would recommend is, first of all, when you're going about this, when you're talking to the customer, and sometimes you can do this over the phone with them. Um, you know, we do this in video meetings with all that, with, with our clients and potential clients. And we take this and then we put it into a, like a priority, um, like a Kanban board, which essentially is a board which has a number of different priorities. And we say, right, this is what we're working on now. And this is what we're working on next. And it's really simple and, and, and concise. And of course, the client says they're looking at it and they're agreeing with it, right? So you might do the same thing. You could say, listen, Right now, obviously, you've told us this is the issue. We've got to resolve this problem. We've got to stop this sewer from surcharging. That's fine. We'll do that. And then the next thing that we're going to do is we're going to work on this. And we've identified this is the win. If we can do this thing and it stops your sewer from surcharging for the next 12 months, we've identified that as a win. Will we agree? Great. And then you can go and put your proposal forward to them and tell them how you're going to go about doing it. Okay. So that's where you start. Basically, you start. it all starts with the conversation. Now, of course... The way in which you get to have that conversation is typically within your offer. And this is a different podcast altogether, but I want you to think about the, the dynamic of your um, uh, industry and your vertical and all of the messaging that's floating around that speak to that specific service or product or whatever it might be that you guys deliver. You know, $99 block drones, you know, whatever it might be, all these things, which is kind of noise. Right. So the win here is for you is coming up with a way that you can present what you're doing in a manner that stands out from the noise. OK. So um, whatever that looks like. And again, it's a process and you've got to sit down, you've got to think about this. But these are the type of things. These are the considerations that we're having over at the agency now with our clients, because we're trying to figure out, OK, well, you know, and, and a lot of it's test and measure, don't get me wrong, but that's a good thing because even if the test comes back and doesn't work, we know for certain that we don't have to do that again, right? And that's essentially marketing. That's what it is. You throw mud on the wall and see what sticks. So um, the it's a it's a it's a simple it's a simple paradigm um, in concept, but again, it's one that we tend to neglect because we just get out there and we do the thing that we've always done, and it's an evolution of the way that you operate. And of course, in order for any of this to become a reality, you've got to want it to become a reality and you've got to be willing to make change. And change is comfortable in every instance all the time, both for you, for your team members, and perhaps even for your clients, because you're asking questions they probably haven't been out asked before. But the typical um, feedback and response that we get is that was literally the best session we've ever had <laughs> because we're diving deep into individual individual problems and we're work, working on things that are relevant at that point in time, things that are going to move the needle. Does it work every time? No. But is it a refreshing take on what is done everywhere else in the industry? Yes. And it works wonders. So I really encourage you guys to dive deep on that. Now, again, if you guys would like to see how this looks in action, head across to tradywebguys.com.au forward slash grow and I'll show you how we do it. Okay. So it all starts with collating information first. And you have to do that because if you don't have the information collated, it's impossible to be on the same page when you talk with them. 
So we've got a process where we have our clients fill a form in. That may not work for you. I get it, okay? But just set that aside for a minute and zoom out a little bit and think about what you can do to make that work for you. So maybe it's not a web form, but it could certainly be, you know, a bunch of questions that your call taker is making when they're having that conversation with the client initially, right? Um, again, don't get caught up on the thing, just get caught up on like the process here that I'm trying to communicate with you guys and what that could look like potentially for you. So when you get this information in, then you can say, okay, cool. Now that we know this and we know this, then you need to start asking questions about them because the information that you get is very rarely the actual outcome that they want. It's more something they've heard, something they're familiar with, something their competitors are doing, et cetera, et cetera. Okay. For example, what have you been doing that's working? Well, we've been, you know, we've done Google ads and it's worked. And we're like, okay, well, tell me more about that. Well, you know, we did this, we did that. Um, okay, what were your, um, what, what was the return on that? Oh, I'm not sure. Do you have any reports? No. How do you know it worked? Well, we got a couple of jobs from it, I guess. What'd you spend? Not sure exactly. So we find typically when we speak to a lot of the companies that they just don't have, they don't have realistic, um, the ability to capture their data correctly. And that has effects across the board because if you don't have the data within your business, then you know it's very hard for you to figure out, define where those opportunities are, where you can move from a metric point of view. And it's, it's the same with with you guys out there. You know, if if you don't go out there and and define where the drain is actually blocked, you could just end up jetting the whole line and hoping for the best. So I mean, most guys out there they'll use a camera and they'll go and clear it and they'll go check out where the actual problem is and then they'll go back and they'll clean the drain because they want to know where the actual issue is and they can track it, they can mark it, they can document it. So that's useful data. And, you know, whatever that looks like for you and the services you're doing day to day, like get in the habit of capturing that data. So that's where CRM becomes really important because like customer relationship management, even job management, for sure, whatever it is, it doesn't really matter, but just make sure that you put yourself in a situation where you're capturing data and you're using that data to aid, first of all, your conversations, but in the bigger picture, it's the outcome that's focused. You're working on how can we provide the best solution to this customer, both now and looking forward. And you can't do that without data. You've got to have data to back it up. So of course, data comes in all shapes and sizes, but the point is, don't just get out there and do the thing. Get out there and take notes. Get out there and document what you're doing. Get out there and think about what you're doing and explain to them why you're doing it. If customers understand why you're doing something to work towards what their outcome is, then very rarely is there going to be that situation when you go to handing the bill over where they're like, why did you do that? Because you've already addressed that problem and you've explained to them, you've got them on board in that process, right? Anyway, that's all I wanted to talk to you guys today about. Um, a lot of this stuff that you know we're going through at the moment has been revolutionary for us. And I'm sure if you guys did take the time to apply some of these things, you'll find it will do the same thing for you. And the ripple effect for this is um, you know, better quality conversations, which means better quality projects and customers, which means less headaches, which typically means you've got more resources available to you in the space of, you know, funds and that kind of thing. Like it's just like a, a smart play on the ecosystem, which is your business. So anyway, guys, um, I hope that was helpful. Uh, if you've got any questions, please let us know in the SciShed group. Um, I'm going to be getting more active in that group now, now that we've got a few things out of, out of the way within the business. So I'll look forward to um, hearing your comments. Uh, by the way, if you're watching this on YouTube, please hit subscribe. And um, again, if you've got any comments, let us know down below and uh, we will um, endeavor to get back to you. Thanks, guys. Ciao. 
Thanks for tuning in, guys. I hope you enjoyed that podcast. Please, if you did, head across to iTunes and leave us a review. We would very much appreciate that. Anyway, if you are a project-based trade business and you work in solar or bathroom renovations or kitchen renovations or roofing or something along those lines, and you would like to see some of the results that we've been showcasing in our marketing on for your business, thousands of percent return on ad spend, 2,000, 3,000, 5,000, 7,000, 13,000% return on ad spend, please head across to tradey.wiki forward slash pod for podcast. That's tradey.wiki forward slash pod for podcast. It will be well worth the conversation and I can't wait to chat with you. Ciao.